This is the Rich Eisen Show. You got a big surprise coming to you. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Bruce Arians, I'm sure you've heard a lot of the conversation uh, about why you stepped aside and how uh, you and Brady didn't get along. We've got a great relationship and uh, it's never been sour. The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests. NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero. Ravens tight end Mark Andrews, plus Cardinals running back James Conner. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show, everybody. It is the Wednesday before Labor Day weekend here in Los Angeles, California, Big Ten country. (laughs) Here on the Rich Eisen Show, we say hello to everybody listening coast to coast on the Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Network. Thanks to our friends at Westwood One and Cumulus as well. The, those are the ones who put out our podcast version of this show every day. All three hours are available to you where all podcasts are required. We say hello to you. You're listening whenever you darn well please. And same, we say hello to our audience uh, on Odyssey, those who are streaming us into their Eargate coast to coast. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Not only home to the Rich Eisen Show, almost eight years of archive material also home to whatever you may miss over the next three hours and also home currently to the live video viewing audience of the rich eisen show that uh, those days are dwindling to be very honest with you we're going to be on in september which starts tomorrow uh, on roku the roku channel is home for us and we're streaming free this september it does not start tomorrow we're here on our youtube stream for the rest of this week and we say again to everybody who watches us on our youtube stream thank you for that thanks for sticking with us as we've swapped uh television partners we're going to be coming to the roku channel for free on all roku devices select samsung televisions fire tv mobile devices you can just download the roku app the roku channel is free on it and the roku channel.com for those who watch us on desktops you can stream us for free there as well. The key word is free. 844-204-RICH, number to dial over the next three hours to have a conversation with us, just like we're going to have with Tom Pelissero, my colleague from the NFL Network and NFL Media Group, with all the cuts now essentially done, everybody down to 53-man rosters across the National Football League. He's going to tell us what's of interest to him and what is not. We heard from Kyle Shanahan yesterday on the Shocker of the week that Jimmy Garoppolo is staying put with the Niners as the backup quarterback, a role he accepts, a role that he not only accepts just mentally, but also financially. He took a pay cut to stay with the 49ers in this role. Trey Lance is apparently cool with it as well. And uh, if you miss what Kyle Shanahan had to say, we'll play that for you over the next three hours. Talk about it with Tom Pelissero. We've got not one, but two National Football League Pro Bowl players of note to talk to you and talk with us. Mark Andrews, the tight end of the Baltimore Ravens, sat next to him and his mom at the NFL Honors. Susie and I did. That was the last time I saw Mark Andrews. Uh, He will be on this program, top of hour number two. And then right after him, James Conner, coming off of a career year with the Arizona Cardinals, with whom he has stuck. He will join us 20 minutes after the hour. And then Chris Brockman, you, sir, are unveiling a new segment in hour number three. What is that that you're unveiling on this yeah, program? Yeah, yeah. I've done this in the past on uh, my old website and richeisenshow.com. Uh, burning questions, where I'm going to unveil where I have the teams ranked heading into the season in ah. reverse, starting at 32. We're going to do 32 to 26 today. Is that the, the questions burning in advance? Is that what that well, is? Sizzling. I mean, that's sizzling, baby. Hot takes. And I'm going to ask just kind of a general question that I'm thinking about each team heading into the year. And then I will comment on it. You guys will comment on it. You guys being all of us. All of us. Everybody. Ah, everybody. Like Jay Felly. Hey, good to see you where you are. Hey, what's good up, to Rich? see you. Good, good to see, see you, you sir, well. here on this last day of August. And good to see T.J. Jefferson lighting the candle. What's up, sir? Oh, my God. Hey, uh, <laughs> a tradition unlike any other, TJ's mic now. TJ's saying, I I honestly, him. I did that one on purpose. No, you did not. No, I 1,000% no no, did. My no mic way. was off, and then I... Oh, God. Good to see you over there. Wow. <laughs> What's going on over there, TJ? No, that's not good for a radio audience, what you're doing right over there. Good I'm to just see playing you. with you. I'm great. All right, very good. TJ Jefferson is here, everybody. Wow. Okay, very good. Can we have some fun or no, man? There. Here we are. I mean, I'd like to hear the fun. It's true. Yeah. So would all of everyone listening on our podcast, Odyssey and the Rich Eisen Church Terrestrial Radio Network. You know what? I don't know why I'm into this thing right now, but I'm into him. And uh, I'm into it. 
And um, I'm not a I'm not a fan of lists yeah. in our sports world. Everybody loves lists, Rich. I don't get it. I don't understand it. They're, you know what it is? Easily digestible. Everyone knows one through five, five through one. Yeah, I just remember the top ten. I was the only sports center anchor not really into the top tens. You know, the top ten highlights. I'm like, what's the difference between highlight seven and highlight nine? Really? Like, well, the highlight nine's not as good as seven? What's a dunk? One's a dunk, one's a home run. <laughs> Honestly, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> what, like the dunk's better than the home run? The production assistant well, who's ranking I mean, it's like, it's like you, know, hey, you know what? That should you know, be three. Situation it's matters. It should be three. Why don't you swap three and five? It's just like, it's so subjective, but it's also just ordering out of just, out of just listing. What are we listing? Why do we list? <laughs> What's a power ranking anyway? One's more powerful than the other? You know, top 100 list. Oh, God. You know what? Number 65, oh. Derek Carr 65, and Ross is 61. Just four numbers apart? Really? That's it? Four wow. numbers apart? You're going to put an offensive lineman here and, that, you know, that person there, and then we start arguing? Mac Jones is 85. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. So he's 20 spots worse than uh, Derek Carr's only 20 spots better than Mac Jones? Really? Well, I mean. You know what I mean? Like, that, that, so on and so forth. And I, than a little high. Are but, we really going to debate top 100? Because I'm kind of into it. I don't know if I'm just <laughs> softening in my older age. I'm 53 with a lot of S going on. And <laughs> I, 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 I honestly don't. I'm into the list now. I'm into my top fives. Maybe it's your big-ass grab bag that's been inspiring me every single Friday, TJ. I don't know. Kind of breaking down the, the list wall. I, I know, what you have, yeah, you chipped know. away. You <laughs> chipped away at my hard demeanor. I'm just trying to do my part here. You know, at my Speaking top. of walls, Rich, RIP Mikhail Gorbachev. Tear down that wall, right? Okay, wall. wow. That came out of nowhere. Jeez. A uh, wall, I'm just connecting dots. I mean, we're an international show. That is true. We got uh, right. <laughs> Coming up later in hour number three, Chris Brockman's burning questions about Leonid Brezhnev. <laughs> Menachem Begin. Definitely not Russian. No. Uh, anyway, I'm into the like list. I'm into the list. I, I came to the top list. five list. 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 Top five uh, sleeper teams. I had a top five storylines that I was talking myself into in June, and then I came up with five more. Well, what, what, what else have I done lately my top fives? Oh, man. Uh, you know, I don't know. They're so memorable. We did a lot over the, over the <laughs> so offseason, So I got another too. one. You forgot already? You've only done like six. No, I just, they, they all, they're just, I, I, you know what? Later on this, uh, maybe before the season, I'll have my top five lists that I've come up with. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I don't know how, it just, they, I don't know. This is a list world. We're into we, lists. We do live People in a list are into uh, bottom, like uh, you know. You, you look at some shows uh, on TV, and you can't. You know, they 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 shrink the screen. You know the, what the actual show is only taking up a third of the screen. <laughs> no, seriously, I'm looking to get up right now, and I can't even oh, see. I can't even see the beautiful beard and hair combo of of uh, of Greeny. Is Greeny back? Yeah, he's right there. Oh man, he was gone. You got, for a, a, you got a square, and then a small, a bigger square, and then a bigger, and then you know, down the side or like betting lines and underneath. I mean, whatever. Lists. I got one. <laughs> Let's go. I got another one. You ready? I need, I need NFL films music, Jay Felly. Oh, I need right. NFL films music all set up. And if this lights up a phone line, so be it. They're not already lit. I don't know. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. Top. Five quarterbacks in 2022 Dak that Prescott. you want to have in a must-win game. <laughs> Dak Prescott, spoiler alert, not on the list. No, this list is not valid. Top five quarterbacks <laughs> that you want to have in a must-win, do-or-die 2022 National Football League game. And I'm going to start with the controversy. I don't think the top of the list is very controversial, but the bottom might be. Because I'm putting on this list at number five, Hmm. a guy that has been battered and banged up in recent days about not being able to win the big one for his team, despite the winning of the regular season setting him up, not only with the top seed in his conference, Hmm. but also... Most Valuable Player Awards, oh, plural. Oh, oh, more than one. Aaron Rodgers is number five on this list. Rodgers. Yes, really? he is. Everybody's like, well, guess what? They're the top seed. Guess what? He's the MVP. Who cares? Because when it comes to actually winning in Lambeau Field, couldn't get past Tom Brady a couple years ago. Couldn't get past 
A guy who has now taken an $18 million pay cut to be a backup for the team that's passed him over. Yeah, they lost to Jimmy Garoppolo at home. And it's all set up. But Aaron Rodgers is still the MVP of this league. He is still neck up one of the quarterbacks in the history of this league and the, the throws that he puts on his receivers. You want to talk about, everyone's talking about catchable balls. Everyone's talking about accurate football throwing. Aaron Rodgers is still the top of the class, elite of the elite. And when you put all that together, you need that guy under center in shotgun in a must-win game and certainly can win it with his legs as well. It's just, you know, S happens. He's what, he's a 39-year-old guy and he's got a lot of S going on? 38? Something like that. He's still number five on my list. I know that's controversial. And certainly in Packerland, for those who might be like, well, who's above him? And number four on my list is somebody who's hardly done it at all in the NFL. Mm. But I'm taking him because he has shown the ability to win must-win games towards the end of last year and throughout the playoffs last year. I am taking Joe Burrow number four in this list. To win a must-win game in the NFL in 2022, I am taking a guy who's taken it in the chin repeatedly over and over and over again and gets back Mm. up and wins football games and figures out how to do it, moves the chains when he needs to, not only to set up his, you know, dynamite ice and veins place kicker, but also to keep you from getting the ball back. This guy has all of that and the biscuit, and the <clears throat> swagger that you need in the huddle after the uh, post-game press, uh, during the post-game press conference to set things up for your next week. You want a must-win game quarterback in 2022? That seems to be Joe Burrow to me. And I know I'm taking somebody who's hardly done it over a guy on a list, because you know lists you got to order them uh, in, in Aaron Rodgers. Number three on this list is a guy who has taken it absolutely from all comers. We're now in this stage of his career where he's got to have 90 touchdowns to win MVP because he's won it before. He's got to have at least a perfect postseason, perfect clean sheet postseason and win it all and the MVP because he's done that before too in order to be considered still one of the greats when it comes to receivers who have left him and it comes to unnamed defensive coordinators who say all he does is play street ball i'll take (laughs) his street ball in a must-win game patrick mahomes is number three on this list yeah he might even should probably be higher (laughs) Uh, he's number three on this list for me i'm taking him when you've got to win a football game and i know i'm taking him over the guy who beat him in the afc championship game last year but that's my list and i'm sticking to it and I'm taking over him as number two on my list, the guy who he beat in the AFC divisional round, although it just goes to show you that even if you have this quarterback under center in shotgun in a must-win game, you still, with all due respect, sorry to bring it up, you still need to make sure you finish the last 13 seconds of the game to back up his play. I am taking Josh Allen number two on this list, the Mandalorian quarterback, as I have called him, because this is the way... He shows the Buffalo Bills his way. And the defenses just wilt when Josh Allen has the football and has everything going his way. You just feel every drop back is going to be a chunk play, a scoring play, or a totally demoralizing run by this guy once all breaks down. And he just takes it right up the gut on you and just hits you in the mouth or he leapfrogs you. You just feel there's a sense of inevitability when he gets things rolling at the quarterback position. And that's why I take Josh Allen number two in a must-win game. But number one on this list is number one on every list. And this guy is 45 years old and you cannot bet against him. And in any must-win game of his entire career, more often than not, he comes out on top. And, of course, it's Tom Brady atop this list. Absolutely. In 2022, it's still the same as 2002. You want the kid. Now he's just a goat. And that's that. I don't think I need to back up my words at all, other than the fact that he's Tom freaking Brady. And you go take somebody else if you want to win a must-win game. I'll take him. 
Yeah, it's like, I'm Chevy Chase and you're not. He's Tom Brady. And you're not. <laughs> you're not. And that <laughs> right there is my top five list of quarterbacks that you want to have in a must-win game in 2022 in the NFL season. That is about to start in a couple Thursdays. What's your list? We'd like to know. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. I'll take it. We'll take your phone calls here on this program. Tom Pelissero will join us. What is with all these quarterbacks that just got blown out yesterday? Leaving some teams with only one quarterback for just a split second. Really bizarre. Remember when, remember when Mike Zimmer said uh, last year when the Vikings were eliminated, they're playing their final game of the season, some reporter said, uh, do you want to see any of Kellen Mond in Week 18? <laughs> no. Why not? And his answer was, see him every day. See him every day. <laughs> and you're like, okay. Like, wow. Guess Zim All doesn't right. like Kellen Mond. Guess he was drafted uh, against his wishes, huh? All right. Well, All right. Be a third round pick. Let's All move right. on. Well, guess what? The Vikings cut him yesterday because big Nick Mullins, they signed him. Yesterday, I went on the air and I'm talking about, you know what? The Niners, they just didn't want to go into the season with Nate Sudfeld. That's why they signed Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. Guess what? They didn't want to go into the season with Nate Sudfeld, even with Jimmy Garoppolo. They were going to start Brock Purdy, they said, at number two. They, they were going to back up Lance with Purdy, which I guess wasn't a very Purdy picture for him. Hey, now. <laughs> Thank you. I just literally made that up, I swear to you. Dad jokes. Dad jokes. Dad By jokes. the way, that would have been better than the situation they have now. Untrue. So false. This is insane. Well, let's talk about that in hour number three after your burning questions, after we talk to Mark Andrews and James Conner. And coming back on this program, we'll talk to Tom Pelissero, and we'll talk to you throughout at 844-204-RICH here on this radio network, as well as YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show to our terrestrial radio audience. We just spent the last several minutes diluting my top five list. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers at number five just seemed low to me. Let's yeah, talk should, about that a little bit more here. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's just uh, let's take a 20-second uh, timeout that's actually longer than that uh, here on the Rich Eisen Show and turn to the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. Our good friend back here on the Rich Eisen Show from the NFL Media Group is Tom Pelissero. How are you doing, Tom? That felt like a lot of math to start a segment. Really. It was. It was too much, and I'm more verbal than, than anything else. Um, let's just jump into it. The cut day story is which? What? The cut day story. I think that the, the cut down day story was really that there wasn't, you know, now granted, we still got some ripple effects. There's this long window here this week before rosters truly get set, but there wasn't really that 
you know, shocking move. The biggest trade that got done was Chauncey Gardner-Johnson being traded from the Saints to the Eagles. Uh, he'll play safety there for him and be a starter and hopes that he can cash in. Um, that obviously lends a different dynamic to um, the Eagles' defense because when, you know, you always know when Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is on the field. And opponents definitely know uh, when he's on the field. So that was a that was a significant move. But, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo not going to a new team. That was something that had kind of been in the works for a week or so. Um, the fact that that got done, that was part of it. But you didn't have that, you know, out of left field type of massive earth-shaking trade. Though, again, it's early here. And by moving cutdowns up from Saturday to Tuesday, you kind of create this little bit of a vacuum where some teams are holding on to players in, you know, hopes or thinking that maybe there's still a trade to be had here in the coming days. So why did the Saints trade away uh, a player who the Eagles can maybe win a Super Bowl with? Why can't the Saints have, can't hold on to Chauncey Gardner-Johnson? What happened there? He's in, a, he's in a contract year, and they had offered him what they thought was a strong deal for the nickel market. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is watching – Derwin James and Micah Fitzpatrick and all these safeties getting paid about double what the top of the nickel market is. He's thinking he should be paid at that level, even though he spent about two-thirds of his snaps in New Orleans playing the slot. So uh, he and his agent, Kevin Connor, um, basically said, we're not going to engage on this. The Saints then turn their attention to a trade, and they end up finding a team in the Eagles that actually will play him at safety. And if Gardner-Johnson plays the way that he has in the past at a, a new position here, uh, he could be a very rich man in the not-too-distant future. So what's also, <clears throat> with all of the um, backup quarterbacks who got cut yesterday, what what was that all about? I mean, you spend all spring and OTAs and training camp bringing these guys along, and then all of a sudden, see you later, and they start swapping them out uh, right before the beginning of the season. What happened there? It's a combination of factors. You know, Detroit is kind of on their own where they knew, and they were actually public about it, that they didn't think that they had a number two quarterback on their team. They didn't think that David Blau or Tim Boyle stepped up. And then, you know, Nate Sudfeld ends up getting let go, which was a product of Jimmy Garoppolo staying. And the fact that Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, had been very relevant in camp. I got a chance to see him live. I mean, he looks like an NFL quarterback, a guy who's got a shot, so they keep him. Uh, Sudfeld then ends up coming available, and Detroit signs him and cuts Blau uh, late last night, but a lot of the other ones is a product of, um, you know, a couple of things. One, the way that the injured reserve rules are set, that you need to hold the player until 4 o'clock today before putting them on IR to um, be eligible to return during the season. So there's teams that are kind of floating veterans who they know are unlikely to sign someplace else. You can't actually enter into an agreement, but you can have, you know, certainly there's plenty of teams that wink nods with players that, hey, we're going to bring you back once this IR stuff settles. And then the other factor is the COVID rules regarding veterans on the practice squad and the fact you have expanded practice squads were so popular among clubs that they actually voted to adopt a good number of those. So you now can have veterans on practice squads. And so a lot of these vested players, when you're talking about, you know, off the top of my head, guys like Cooper Rush and Josh Johnson, um, you know, there, there's other ones. Logan Woodside, you probably can, you know, in some cases they haven't got to go through waivers, but you can bring guys back on the practice squad, then have elevations to bring them up for at least the first few weeks. Again, it takes a while for rosters to settle, and teams like flexibility. That's what these new rules give them. It just so happens that a lot of these backup quarterbacks end up being in this little bit of a limbo where you're, you're going to be back, we want you back, but it might be the 53, or it might be the practice squad for a minute, and it might not be till Friday because you got these IR things. It's just it's a product of the rules. A lot of these guys are going to be back with the same team. Tom Pelissero here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's linger on the Cowboys a little bit here, Tom. Um, Dak Prescott's the only quarterback on their 53-man. What's up with that? And, uh, and, and clearly they're going to go with the rookie to replace Tyron Smith, correct? That's what they're going to do here? It sure looks like they're going in-house, and Tyler Smith would be the logical man up. It's a lot to ask of a player who was in a competition at guard and probably was not going to win the competition at mm. guard now to go and start at, at left tackle. But the people I've spoken to in Dallas are all expressing confidence that they've got enough guys, they've got the right people in place. They've thought about this. I mean, Tyron Smith has missed a ton of games. You look back over, you know, through going back to the 2020 season, he's missed about twice as many games as he's played, if you include the time he's going to miss this season. So they were planning for that. That's why they drafted Tyler Smith. 
Um, this is one of those future is now moments under unfortunate circumstances. Um, but yeah, I anticipate Tyler Smith quite possibly is going to be the, the starting left tackle. They may not, you know, say anything on that though until they actually line up in week one. And in terms of backing up Dak Prescott, that's another situation where I would anticipate the both Cooper Rush, who's vested, so he can immediately re-sign it. Um, you know, in a little bit here, once the personnel notice comes out, he can re-sign to the practice squad. And then if Will Greer clear, clears waivers, they'll, they'll in all likelihood bring him back too and have three guys on the roster, even if they're not on the 53. Right, but somebody's going to have to back him up uh, when the when Toe meets ball on Sunday Night Football, right? I mean, like, that's going to have to happen. Right, but you've got the elevations. You still can do several, um, you know, it started out as the COVID elevations. Now right. you can have standard elevations where you bring them up. They're technically still on your practice squad, but you can do it, I believe, three times now without having to pass back through waivers. So they could bring up a wheelchair, ah, bring up Cooper Rush there you go. for the first three weeks. And then again, maybe somebody gets hurt, now you got a 53 spot, and you actually bring them up to the 53 come week four. That's just kind of how the rules are set up. Tom Pelissero here on the Rich Eisen Show. So when Jimmy Garoppolo re-signs or redoes his contract to stay put with the 49ers, did, you know, if there was a GoPro on John Schneider, the GM of the Seattle Seahawks, what would it what would it say? Him pounding the table, or him just smiling, laughing, or not having anything uh, to think about it because they weren't going to go in that direction anyway? What do you got for me on that front? From my understanding, that the Seattle aspect of this with Jimmy Garoppolo was overblown. Um, you know, if he were to be released, would they have had interest? Sure, um, they're always are in on you know talking to different guys, but. Uh, you know, in terms of them trading for Jimmy Garoppolo, that was always uh, far-fetched. You know, they think that in Geno Smith and Drew Locke, they've got a couple of good, um, you know, good enough quarterbacks that they can play uh, the way that they want to this season. Not to say that Garoppolo wouldn't be an upgrade, but they weren't, no, they weren't, you know, making big offers and the 49ers were turning it down. This was this was a product of the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo kind of figured out that each other were the best option. You know, for Garoppolo, this, I'm sure people thinking, okay, why would Jimmy take this massive pay cut and go back to be a backup? Well, on the flip side of that, where else was he going to go? Where was he going to go and make more money and have a better chance to succeed? This was all about getting healthy and being able to preserve his earning power for 2023. So he accomplished that. And, um, you know, he'll go back and whether he plays there, maybe he gets traded before the deadline or if he, you know, ends up playing out the season or riding the bench for the full season, he'll end up being one of the, the front-line guys in free agency in um, in 2023. Well, I, I didn't think Seattle was going to ever trade for him. I mean, my gosh, trade partners between the 49ers and the Seahawks, I can't even con- conceive that at the quarterback spot, too. Certainly if Seattle's in a tight spot in their quarterback room and, and a lot of the rest of the league believes that they are, Seattle may not, but the rest of the league believes that they are and thought that potentially Garoppolo would be cut. And the fact that he wasn't is, is, was the surprise. And I know that they decided that they would be best for each other. Is it best for Trey Lance is the question. Walk me through that process best that you could tell there. Well, I mean, that was certainly part of it, but this was something they were thinking about going back months. I mean, literally months that they had the thought going all the way back to March that this was a possibility. Once Jimmy had the surgery, that skewed the timeline, and so there was a consideration that the 49ers were ultimately, regardless of what they said publicly, could end up with him back in the fold. Um, you know, it, it certainly looked like there were possibilities of a trade, that there were possibilities of, um, you know, different things that could happen. But, you know, this was always something that was in the back of their heads for, to Trey Lance's credit. You know, is this, is this a comfortable situation? No, but it's the same room you had last year. They've thrown their full weight behind, um, you know, behind Trey Lance as the starter, and it just changes the dynamic of if he struggles out of the gate, you're going to face a lot of questions, and that's, you know, the, what they've kind of raised on themselves here. Tom Pelissero, NFL Network, here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's the deal with Lamar's contract now that we are, let me get this straight, about um, 12 days away from the start of the season and this being put uh, on the back burner if it doesn't happen? Well, you know, it's a complicated deal to do. Lamar is shed via via some Twitter comments um, that, you know, where things stand in terms of they haven't offered a fully guaranteed 
contract to him, you know, up at the level that he's been um, looking for. So, yeah, I mean, at some point, you would think this could go all the way up till Saturday. They definitely would like um, to get a deal done. Lamar, on some level, has to want to get a deal done. But, you know, they've been unwilling to take anything less than the level of contract that, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson got. So it's, you know, again, this will go all the way down to the wire. It's a big bet by Lamar. But remember, he's also making a lot more money this year than he was last year. So to the extent that he's taking this risk on himself, the real risk was last year playing for like $2 million. This year playing for, you know, substantially more than that is, you know, somewhat less of a risk. But certainly if you're leaving that type of money on the table, uh, it's a big gamble going forward. So, um, okay, there's a couple things here uh, on that front. So the Deshaun Watson contract where he gets every dollar guaranteed with, you know, 24-plus civil lawsuits hanging over his head, that that contract that the Browns gave Watson, the Cardinals get a contract signed with their guy, Kyler Murray, and it doesn't have every dollar guaranteed like Watson's. So the Cardinals were able to get through signing their guy with Watson's contract not blowing the whole thing up. And the Ravens now are the ones caught in the trap of the Watson contract, is what you're saying right now? Correct. And every team that had a quarterback contract coming up knew when that deal got done that this could be a massive problem going forward. I mean, that was just that was the reality of it, was that this could be a real problem um, for other teams to get uh, deals done. You know, the Kyler contract is a little different because if you just look at the nuts and bolts of his deal, it's a strong deal for Kyler Murray because he didn't have leverage. You know, he was due like $5 million this season. What was he going to do? He could sit out. You know, he could, he could cause a stink, but ultimately there was only so much they could do. With Deshaun, you know, and even Lamar Jackson, he's entering his fifth-year option year, and, you know, they could tag him twice. So he does not have necessarily the highest amount of leverage. Deshaun Watson, very serious allegations of sexual misconduct, uncertainty about him being suspended this year. But when he became available, you know, as one league executive put it to me at the time, that wasn't a trade. That was free agency. He had four or five teams bidding against each other. The Browns at one point were told, you're out. They got back in by coming up with that contract. So, again, regardless of what was going on and serious allegations off the field, from a football perspective, Deshaun Watson had a virtually unprecedented level of leverage in the negotiation. It's the only reason that deal gets done. There are a lot of teams that are still mad at the Browns about that deal. And, you know, look even within the division, not just Lamar Jackson, but you can bet when Joe Burrow is coming up on a new contract and he'll be eligible after this season, his agent is going to want a fully guaranteed contract. And the question then becomes, at some point, number one, do the rules change? Does the funding rule change so that owners don't have to start putting $200 million in escrow to fund these contracts? Or two, is there a push among the agents then that, okay, if you're not going to do a fully guaranteed five- or six-year deal, we want to do a fully guaranteed, let's say, three-year deal and say we're not going to sign for anything beyond that. In other words, historically, teams have done these you know, big guarantees in year one, a lot of money up front, but then basically bought up future years, years four, five, six that aren't guaranteed. You've seen it in the receiver market that all the top receivers right now are getting three-year deals, and that comes down to individual contract precedent. If teams are not going to buy into the Browns as a precedent on a fully guaranteed five-year deal, you could certainly see an environment where the agents start saying, that's fine, but we're not taking any non-guaranteed money on this deal. Let's start talking about a three-year extension, and we'd have to see whether that's the way the quarterback market goes. As the wow, because next up is Burrow um, and Herbert, which is part of the reason why I think the Bengals finally decided to sell a naming right to their stadium. Um, so that's coming up after this playing season. But for the here and now, Lamar Jackson, that the Sean Watson contract is, in fact, screwing up what the Ravens are trying to do with their guy. And, and I'm not saying that Lamar's wrong for, for taking this stance. So all said and done, did Kyler do the Cardinals a favor not having this stance? Like, Because the Cardinals could have been first up on that train that the Ravens are driving and riding on right now. Right. Right, but again, Kyler had – I mean, think about this. Okay, if you're Kyler, 
Like, what do you do? Five million this year, fifth-year option in 2023, two tags beyond that. That's four years of team control. So for Kyler, at some point, it's you take this deal that gives you this massive raise. I don't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but I want to right. say he went from like making five million this year to thirty million this year, and it's like ninety or a hundred million over three years. Like you're starting the money train rolling now, and by the time you get three or four years into that deal, they're probably looking to do a new deal as opposed to you trying to play out this year, potentially holding out half the season, then playing next year. You know, you could you would have to go so far down the line. That's why. You know, that's why nobody was able to replicate what Kirk Cousins did. He got three years, $84 million fully guaranteed from the Vikings. That was that shorter-term, fully guaranteed deal. Nobody was able to replicate that, but nobody did what Cousins did, which was play out his rookie contract as a fourth-round pick so he didn't have the fifth-year option, which ends up being an advantage, gets tagged once, plays through that, he's going to get tagged again. Only, that, only because of that is he able to get to the market. Lamar could do the same thing, but because he was a first-round pick, you're talking about seven years, presuming that they tag him twice. So seven years total in his career, two more seasons beyond this one before you would have that type of leverage. That's, that's why Deshaun Watson, again, had the football leverage to get that contract done because everyone knew, okay, this guy is essentially a free agent. The Texans are moving on from him. We all know it's going to be three first-round picks and more. Now you are just bidding with the contracts. And how did the Cleveland Browns ultimately get him? Yes, Deshaun Watson – Liked what he heard from Jimmy Haslam. He liked what he heard from the coaching staff. He had weapons in in Cleveland to work with, a really good defense there. But it's money. Money's a huge part of it. They were willing to get fully guarantee a five-year contract, even though they knew every other owner was going to be mad about it. They were willing to do mm-hmm. that to get the player. There's not many guys who are on their existing rookie contracts who will ever come close to having that type of leverage. Last thing for you, Tom. I know we all have Watson fatigue. I have it. We all have it. Um, And he has been suspended. And so thus, he's now off a lot of people's radar screens. But Mary Kay Cabot of of Cleveland.com covering the team spoke to an NFL senior advisor on domestic violence and sexual assault named Rita Smith recently. And these comments, if they were said during the, the period where, um, where, where there was an appeal of the original suspension, this would have been front page news everywhere and on every show like this one. But I think we're all fatigued by Watson and the story. And she said to... Um, She said to Mary Kay Cabot, I feel like he, Deshaun, is playing us. He's saying exactly what he thinks he needs to say to get on the field again. He's not thinking strategically at all about, did I cause harm to other people? He's not questioning any of his behaviors at all. He's absolutely certain from that last statement, I've done nothing wrong, is what she's ascribing to him. This is all about people trying to get at me, and I just want to go play ball. Is she part of the process to determine whether he gets back on the field? Where... How, how much should we be, be paying attention to what is going on behind the scenes for Watson to get back on the field, if you will, on time? Well, first of all, that's the first time I've, I've heard those quotes, Rich. I've been sort of underwater with cuts. Understood. That's, what I, that's, part of, so that's part of why I'm bringing it up, I guess, too, yeah. Tom. I'm sorry if I'm just uh, throwing something uh, you no. know, on live radio TV here, but... I know you're definitely uh, fully knowledgeable on, on, on the suspension and things of that nature. How much should we be paying attention to this sort of stuff, Tom? Right. What I would say, generally speaking, is yes. there is a process here under the terms of his settlement with the NFL by which he needed, and I believe he has undergone an evaluation by clinicians who are experts in the field, who then will set out a treatment slash counseling slash therapy plan, whatever they decide and he has to follow it. If he does not follow the plan, if he misses counseling sessions, if he has um, any other issues following whatever it is they lay out, that will constitute a new violation under the personal conduct policy and possibly could delay his anticipated uh, 12th game return to the Cleveland Browns. So we have seen that in other cases before. Um, you know, under the drug policy, for instance, which is a different protocol, but it's a you know comparable thing where the uh, medical advisors lay out the plan and then um, the players have to follow it. Like Martavis Bryant missed counseling sessions and did not get back. Josh Gordon on multiple occasions had his reinstatement delayed. So it's not out of the realm of possibility, 
that if whatever it says in that plan, which is, you know, of course, confidential between him and his, um, you know, the, the clinicians, but if he violates that, then he would not get onto the field. You know, does that include public statements of remorse at a time that he still has a civil lawsuit pending? I would tend to doubt that because this is, you know, the medical piece of it. It's not any type of, um, you know, PR piece of it. What is he saying behind closed doors in a confidential setting versus what he's saying publicly? I can't tell you that either. But I would say there is a plan that he has to follow or he can be kept off the field, um, you know, later on in the season. He'll be out of the building for the next month here. So, you know, it's one of those many things that you have to, monitor closely and you know what he's doing and you know it would be a good sign for him if he's back in the building that's scheduled october 10th i believe it's the date um that he has been following the plan but yeah i mean that's this is an extraordinarily complicated and i would say unprecedented matter uh for the nfl the league was always going to face um substantial criticism whatever came out of this new disciplinary process that was jointly negotiated with the nfl players association but the bottom line is Deshaun Watson has to follow whatever he is told to do by the doctors or they can keep him off the field. Tom, greatly appreciate it. Appreciate, uh, let's, uh, let's talk as, uh, as the season moves along, and I'll be seeing you on game day morning and all those other programs on NFL Network. Thanks for the time, brother. Can't wait, Rich. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. That's uh, Tom Posara right there um, channeling his inner Bart Scott for the football season and everything else. Right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Can't wait. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Phone lines are lit. We'll take them when we come back here before we turn to the guest line with Mark Andrews of the Ravens, speaking of Lamar Jackson, and also James Conner of the Cardinals, speaking of Kyler Murray. Maybe uh, um, James is the one who had uh, Kyler's iPad. We'll talk to him about that in hour number two here on the Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, o o o O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Chrome soft golf balls. Sorry, we've got uh, we've got it on the brain here all the time because gosh, do we love playing with Chrome Soft Callaway golf balls? They are amazing. There's definitely a version of the Chrome Soft golf ball that's out there that suits your game. My game is suited by the regular Chrome Soft because it provides the most amount of forgiveness. It gives you more distance. It's a better feel to the point where I even can tell the difference. Chrome Soft X is for a little bit more of an experienced player that needs more spin consistency and tour level short game control. The Chrome Soft XLS, that's for you pros out there. Lower spin on longer shots, firmer feel, high spin around the greens. When you add everything all 
up because they're in the highest quality, most consistent, fastest golf ball that's out there. It's so simple. Chrome Soft is better for the best, and then it is better for everyone. Find out which Chrome Soft is right for you at Callaway Chromes at CallawayGolf.com slash Chrome Soft right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's go back to the phone lines. Love seeing them all lit. I love, love, love it. Let's go to Jake in Pennsylvania. You are here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Jake? Oh, nothing much. How you doing, Rich? What's going on? Oh, well, I think your list is a little wrong there. I mean, you have Derek Carr in the back end, but, you know, you guys got 24 game-winning drives since, the, since 2015, you know, when he came into the league. Three more than any other player. He's got 31 career wins as an underdog. That's 54% of his wins. That's the highest in the NFL Yep. since 2014. That's eight more. And a couple other fun facts for you. There's only two quarterbacks in NFL history to have eight straight 300-plus completion seasons, Peyton Manning and Derek Carr. And over the last four years, Carr's led the NFL in completion percentage, and he's one of only four guys to throw for more than 4,000 yards in each of those seasons. It's Carr, Mahomes, Rodgers, and Brady. Damn, Jake in Pennsylvania driving around having all these facts at his fingertips about about Derek Carr. So let me ask you this question, because, again, you're referring to, in case anybody's just picking up this show right now, I started the show at the top five quarterbacks you want to have in a must-win game in, in 2022. I went Brady one, Josh Allen two, Mahomes three, Joe Burrow four, and Aaron Rodgers five. Who do you take off the list to put Derek Carr on? Um... You said you had Herbert on the list? I did not. It's Brady, no. Josh Allen, Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and Aaron Rodgers in that order. My top five. Who do you take off? Because you got to take somebody off to put Derek Carr on. And I'm very I'm very high on Derek Carr. I, I think the Raiders win this, this division. I'm one of the few people saying such things, and I have been since March. So go for I it. I know, and I appreciate that. Who do you take off? Personally, I would have to say I'd take off Joe Burrow. I love under. Joe Burrow. I think he's got a great future in the league, but man, Carr's so underrated. And I can't, I can't say anything against Rodgers. I mean, I'm a Raiders fan. I watched what happened with Khalil Mack in that first game, and he came back for that. Like, I can't say anything against Rodgers. Brady's done it this whole time. I've, I've witnessed to Mahomes his entire freaking career, <laughs> and Josh Allen just looks incredible. All right, so you take Burrow off. Thanks for the call, Jake. Drive safe. Yep. Who do you take off the list? You said Rogers should be higher, right, TJ? You said Rogers should be higher? A little bit, yeah. Of higher than Burrow? I believe so. Higher than Mahomes? Uh, n- so you'd swap Burrow and Rogers? I would definitely swap Burrow. I just think, again, uh, I, the only reason why I did that, again, is because Burrow last year won more must-win games than Rogers. Rogers didn't win a single must-win game if you cons- if you just consider the playoffs. Right. Yeah, and that's a but Rodgers did beat Burrow. I mean, that was an, a wild game, right? That went into overtime last year. But uh, Burrow beat Mahomes twice. This was before yeah. Burrow started. I know, and I put Mahomes above him. I'm but, just, I, 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 I am just saying, this is my list, and I'm, uh, you know, it's weird. We got to defend those lists. Yeah. To use, yeah, to use the private pile for <laughs> it's, it's weird. There are many other. It? There may, may be other lists like it, but this one is mine. I, mean, I think if it's for this season, I'm going to take Rodgers out and put in Herbert, and I might even put Matt Stafford in there. I might have Herbert four, and Stafford five, and I lose Burrow and Rodgers. You lose Joe Burrow. I think so. I think Super Bowl loser the net the following Dude. season always takes a step back. Huh. You like the list as otherwise as it as it as it is constituted. Yeah, because I look at it like this. Aaron Rodgers to me, I'm not a pack fan, but that guy, he does things and he makes throws that I've, that literally oh, make no. me just go, What the heck was that? And so, neck up too. I, neck up. Yeah. You go to the line, you you know he's not like, wait a minute. Yeah. I haven't seen this before. So that's times. where I'm kind of you know that's... kind of confused because I don't think there's many better than him. Mark Andrews, James Conner coming up on the radio side. Still here on the old YouTube machine. <laughs> That's what I'm just saying is you need to have somebody who goes up to the line who's like, okay, I'm, I got this. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I've, there's I've nothing been in this sees situation before. Freak him out. Exactly. You know, I've got this. You need a, you need an I've got this approach, and I know Burrow hasn't done it all that much, but he's got this I've got this approach since I guess he's, he's, he's left the womb. <laughs> since he started breathing. 
since somebody slapped him on the behind. Yeah, but you know, I, I mean, I, like to start the whole process. I, I know we so all like, like. I know we all like Joe Burrow. I know I do, but I, you know, I said this a few months ago, and oh, I I'm think all in on Joe. So one one way I'm to in. kind of look at this that they were ten and seven last year, right? And yes. then they got hot. So we don't know if they were a good team or if they just got hot at the right time, which does tend to happen. I, but I believe I, I, I think know, Joe Burrow is going to be the man, but. I mean, you have to see a little bit more of it for me to say he's. I'd take him over Understood. Aaron Rodgers. I understand all. it. All I'm saying is I have, a, uh, having seen this, and you have seen it as well, when the Cowboys started turning things on. Mm-hmm. When? And when, when, it, when there's a championship team that starts turning things on, I'm talking about the triplet years. Okay, That's what I'm talking then, yeah. about. Let me, let me go way back. That's right. The, That's what I'm saying. Was, and people will be like, okay, all these young guys, you know, we saw Aikman in college get it. You know, Irv was is Mr. You know, brash first down guy. Emmett, that you know, a kid from Florida. Sure, I get it. Great they got a good line. And then they started winning football games, and then they broke through. And maybe at the time, if there was a show like this, it'll be like, I need to see more out of Aikman. I need to see more Absolutely. out of those guys. Yeah. I just have a feel, and I know people are like, are you comparing the Bengals to the dynastic Cowboys? No. What I'm doing is I'm comparing them to a clear example that not only you, but all the Cowboys fans out there might be able to grasp and understand it as all football fans, that there are moments where you could see a page has been turned and a championship quarterback along with a high quality roster and other players around them, Jamar Chase being one, just throwing them out there, where, yeah. This is going to be a problem for the rest of the league moving forward, and I believe the Bengals have gotten that. I think that is what we saw last year at the end of the season. That was not a flash in the pan. That was a true championship run by a team that is led by a quarterback that can win football games when they have to. That's he's what a, I'm he's saying, other guy's man. got nerves of steel, man. That's what I'm saying. You, you need to have somebody scalding hot coffee on his white sneakers in Miami, and my man didn't flinch. Bro. That was me. <laughs> he didn't flinch. Yeah, I actually know. helped try to clean it up. Well, well, he didn't actually. <laughs> he didn't. He just sat. There? He just sat there. Well, what was he? I, Chris well, is I his, like, what was he supposed to do? I wasn't no, his I teammate. I'm just I wasn't his teammate, and maybe he was holding the Michigan thing against me, since all Ohio State fans <laughs> claim to have him and own him. So that's ridiculous. You didn't give him a shot. He had to leave to get his chance. Yeah. Okay? And they had the greatest college season ever. Yeah. Right. And that's what made him the first overall pick. Not anything Ohio. The best thing that Ohio State did was let him go. <laughs> More about that. He, but he, but oh, wait a minute. He, he thanked Ryan Day when he, won his, when he won his Heisman. Yeah, I get it. He's Bengals. from Ohio. He's got an affinity for them. Bengals that's have a great. hard schedule. I know. So does everybody that's a first place schedule. Look at a first place schedule. It's tough. Um, we, Except for the Bills, who have the Patriots. Well, the Cowboys lucked out, Ouch. too. Ouch. Strength of schedule. I mean, Bengals have to play Chiefs, Bills, Bucks. Oh, yeah, man. Obviously, Ravens twice. Oh, yeah. 